A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher. Hi, this is Desi Jettikin. Desi, let's start out by thanking our lovely Patreon contributors. They donated over at patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. This week we had Brooke, Christy, KTCV, Chrissy, Ryan, Jordan, Letitia, Ralph, John, Tamara, Drew, Amelie, Paige, Katerina, Shannon, Megan, another Shannon, Becky, Siobhan, Diana, Natalie, EJ, Hope, Kim, Sarah, Rebecca, another Rebecca, Allison, Frank, Jen, Mobo, Sharar, Sierra, Coriana, Rick, and Victoria. Thank you, guys. Thank you all so much. Desi, this episode has been three years in the making. (laughs) No, I have not spent three years researching this case, but... Fun, fun behind-the-scenes fact. We actually recorded an episode of this case back in the early days of Hollywood crime scene. That's right. Might have been 2017. Maybe 2018. Yeah. It was a while ago. And we had a technical difficulty after the show was recorded. So it's a lost episode. It was completely erased from my computer. And then you were so upset you couldn't redo it. <laughs> you wrote it. I remember because we posted the um, Hugh Grant episode instead because I happened to have it written. Oh. And that's what we posted instead of this episode because we didn't have anything to post for the main show. Oh, so we did Hugh Grant instead. Yes. And I happened to have had it written for some reason, which is really weird. Wow, we were really together back then. <laughs> that, was, that was when I had my shit together. <laughs> uh, and I've done all my homework two weeks in advance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. That's what about, it was. I forgot about that. That Oh, because I just... Okay, that's, that's cool. Because I literally just thought I was like, fuck this. We're not having an episode. I mean, I did say that. Right. But you never revisited this episode, even though you had all the um, research done, because it was so upsetting. I was so irritated. That happened on like a um, Patreon episode recently too, <laughs> didn't it? Like the sa- it didn't record or something and you were too upset to record it again. It was oh, like a, re- yeah. it was like a oh, special was- episode. <laughs> okay. So there's a lost Patreon episode where we did a recap of a Growing Pains, very special episode. And it was very funny. Right. But it did not... The sound didn't record. Like, I, my microphone wasn't plugged in. Yeah. Look, we can't recapture that magic. No, sometimes a technical difficulty is so upsetting. <laughs> you have to throw out everything associated <laughs> with it. Like, I totally understand the feeling. Uh, anyway, we're getting off uh, out of hand. That's okay. Uh, so I decided this week I would rewrite and re-research the Zanku chicken murder story. There's not a ton of 
material to research for the story. However, there is a fabulous article written for Los Angeles Magazine called The Zanku Chicken Murders, and that is by Mark Arix. It came out in 2008. It's very informative. So I used that for my main source, but I also read a lot of old LA Times articles as well. Right. In- including just LA Times articles just about Zanku Chicken. Like, oh, I'm sure you got really off track. <laughs> Does in he- fact, I saw that you ordered Zanku Chicken. <laughs> Okay, okay. So I ordered Zanku chicken last night because I couldn't wait. I was going, I, my plan was, my plan was to order it tonight when we recorded. Which is, by the way, what we did last time we recorded this episode. Maybe that was bad luck. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that was the, yeah, I like, I like made this whole production when we recorded last time I ordered, I remember I ordered Zanku and I spent so much money because I ordered like one of everything from the menu. I mean, not like that extreme, but like I ordered a lot of shit. Like we got to try it all for research. (laughs) Even though like I'd had it before. Yeah. But we ordered, we ordered a lot of stuff anyway. Um, so I ordered it for myself like last night while I was finishing up this story and it's delicious. I love Zanku. I mean, for those of you not in LA, it is like an iconic LA uh, chicken. They sell. They're famous for their roasted chicken, basically, and the garlic and sauce. the garlic sauce. What kind of food is this? Is it Lebanese? It's Lebanese. Lebanese. Uh huh. The owners are Armenian, and there is. I was uh, one of the things I got sidetracked on was looking up Armenian food specific Ooh. to Armenia. Uh. There is some crossover yeah. with traditional Armenian food with Levantine food, like food from Lebanon yes. uh, and other areas in, in the Middle East. So that was something I definitely got sidetracked on. I was I, I went through like a whole, the whole region. It's interesting. Yeah. Because it's something we've talked about before, like the crossover between certain uh, Middle Eastern style of food, like with the hummus and like, but they have different versions of certain types of food. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting. And we like, we like that food a lot. Oh yeah. And all the different kinds. <laughs> oh, give it to me. So we love Zanku. We love Zanku. Uh, there's another chicken spot that's very, that's basically like the same kind of food that you would get at Zanku called Al-Wazir chicken. Oh, okay. In Hollywood. We ordered from there. I've ordered from there a lot. I really like their chicken kebab. But today we're going to talk about Zanku. Like like you said, Desi, this is an L.A. institution and it's famous for its garlic sauce. Yes. I think across the board, people like are obsessed with it. Yeah. Like people who, when you hear Zanku, for me, I think of the garlic sauce. Absolutely. The sauce itself originated in the Levant and is known as Tome. Now that's spelled T-O-U-M. I don't, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, but that is what this sauce traditionally, where it originated and what it's known known as. Zanku's version, however, is a secret family recipe. So however they prepare it, they it's their own secret version. Yeah. Uh, now it's not particularly saucy as much as it is like a paste. Yes, because I think it's some kind of emulsified oil with garlic in it. Yeah, it's like fresh garlic with an emulsified oil. And we don't know, that maybe the ratio itself is part of the secret. But it has a creamy texture. 
But it, there's no cream or cheese or anything in it. I read certain places, like, because I was doing some heavy research on Zanku garlic sauce, and everyone knows it's a secret recipe. One person speculated that there was, like, one food writer speculated, oh, there might be potato in it to thicken it. Ooh. Which is a possibility. Yes. It is kind of like a creamy mashed potato consistency. But I have had the version from Trader Joe's, and it tastes very similar. Yeah. So, I mean, I think other people have done close versions of it. Yeah, it's not. It's something that I think is more ubiquitous in certain grocery stores now where you can buy a tub of it. I think the the thing is, the first time you probably had something like that was Zanku. Yes. So you just always associate it with that, and, and it's kind of elevated all of their other food, which is great. Yes. But the garlic soft is definitely what made you be like, oh, this is the place I want to go <laughs> for this type of food. Because you can put it on anything. Oh, I've gotten like the meat, like the steak kebabs, and I get the garlic sauce with that too. It tastes great on that. It's and like, pita, it's good. like yeah. uh, here, okay. You have like five in your fridge. I just saw Desi. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I ordered last night, and like uh, Brendan's not here right now, so it was just me. Mm-hmm. And I ordered a family meal. I ate. I ate most of that chicken last night. Well, you have cats too. They probably had some. They they did have some. I ordered an extra like tub of garlic sauce, yeah. not the little um, side no, order. No, the one that's $5 and it's like a huge gallon. So you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about. Exactly. Yes, Because I invented a snack, which I'm sure I didn't actually invent, but I, at the, in the moment, I'm like, I am a genius. Ooh. Last week, because I had, or maybe a couple weeks ago, whenever we last had Zanku, I had a tub of this garlic sauce and I, for a late night snack, I got the, you know those pretzels that are like the little square window pane? Yes. Okay, you dip, <laughs> you dip those in the garlic sauce. Ooh, that is a good snack. I was just thinking that would be really good on matzah. Yeah, I mean it's good on anything. Yeah, it's really good. It's great on anything. So uh, I'm excited to eat that garlic sauce later when you leave uh, <laughs> privately and alone in the dark. Let's let's talk more about Zanku chicken. Before uh, arriving in Los Angeles, Zanku chicken began in Beirut, Lebanon. Founded by husband and wife, Varkas and Marguerite Iskandarian, the first restaurant opened in 1962 in the Armenian neighborhood of Burj Hamud. There was no tables or chairs. You basically just drove up and picked up your food. The entirety of this tiny shop was used to prepare the chickens and roast them in their vertical rotisserie ovens. A family friend said of this operation, quote, The mother would be standing in the mezzanine in her apron, cleaning the garlic cloves and whipping up her paste. And the father was a cash machine. All day long, the same movement, his right hand stuffing wads of money into his left shirt pocket and pulling out the change. So this was literally a mom and pop. Yeah. Like restaurant where it's just the two of them. Sometimes the kids would help out. Yeah. And it was just a very tiny shop, but it was wildly popular. Yeah. Vartkas and Marguerite's son, Mardiros, would help in the kitchen occasionally too. Mardiros's maternal grandmother was a survivor of the Armenian genocide. She, among many other Armenians who had survived the genocide, found refuge in Beirut and formed a thriving community of Armenians. His mother, Marguerite, was a wizard in the kitchen. It was her who created some of Zanku's most beloved dishes, including the garlic sauce. Ooh. Mardiros was known in the neighborhood as a bit of a bad boy. 
But he was handsome and charming, and the girls loved him. At one point, Mardiris became unwittingly embroiled in a heist and murder case when a stash of stolen jewels was found in his apartment. The jewelry had been stolen from a jewelry store and was stashed by a friend of his. <gasps> and he didn't know that his friend was like stealing a bunch of stolen jewels yeah. in his place. After a wealthy Lebanese man connected to the jewelry store heist was found murdered, he was arrested. Damn. Because they found the jewels. Yes. During police interrogation, Mardiros gave up the identities of his friend and his accomplices. Though he wasn't charged with a crime connected to the case, it certainly was a scandal in the community. Yeah. Just to be associated, associated with this. And Mardiros was, became sort of afraid that he, like, talked to cops. And he might be in trouble with the wrong people. Absolutely. Yeah. When Mardiris was in his 20s, he caught the eye of Rita Hovakimian, who was seven years younger than him. She said of Mardiros, nobody was like him. His smile was gorgeous. His hair was gorgeous. He wore the most beautiful perfume. He was always dressed in Pierre Cardin or something. <laughs> and, and when he would open his mouth, out came the charm. What more did a young girl want? When Rita and Mardiros began to date, they did so in secret at first because she had strict Catholic parents who forbade her from dating. The couple got married when she was 19 and he was 26, despite her family's initial protestations. Rita and Mardiros Iskandarian had their first child together, a young son named Dikran, and they lived in an apartment above the family chicken shop with Mardiros's mother and father and grandmother. By 1975, the civil war in Lebanon began. The Iskandarian family remained unharmed and continued business as usual with Zanku Chicken for the next few years. The restaurant was a success, and the family was able to buy properties in the area with their earnings. But in 1979, a near-death experience changed everything. Mardiros was hit with a hail of bullets by masked assailants on motorcycles. He survived, but the family was shaken, and they decided it was time to leave Beirut. Mardiros, his wife Rita, and his parents packed up and moved to Los Angeles, which at this point had a thriving community of Armenians. By 1990, Los Angeles would have the largest population of Armenians in the world outside of Armenia. Two of the most populous areas for Armenian Americans in Los Angeles are Glendale and East Hollywood. Yeah. I used to live in East Hollywood. I live by Glendale. Upon arriving in Los Angeles in 1980, the Iskandarians abandoned their career in the food industry for several years. The family was ready to move on from Zanku and chicken altogether. For the next few years, Mardiros attempted to break into other lines of work, including a brief stint owning and operating a dry cleaning business. It wasn't until he realized Los Angeles's then lack of accessible Middle Eastern cuisine that he decided he needed to get back in the chicken business. Yeah. Because at the time, there wasn't a lot of fast casual cuisine that was beyond burgers and fries. Yeah. His parents balked at first, but by 1984, the very first Zanku chicken in Los Angeles was open for business. The first location was in East Hollywood on Sunset Normandy. And it's still there. Right. It's in a strip mall. Yeah. It, it's like incredible. They often are in a strip mall. The yeah. Zankus, yeah. They really, they are. 
The years passed, and Zanku Chicken continued to be a success. The Hollywood restaurant was raking in a ton of money. Mardiris decided the next logical step would be to open up additional locations. Marguerite and Vartkas Iskandarian were opposed to the expansion, but eventually they agreed if they could remain the owners and operators of the Hollywood location, they said their son could own and operate the other restaurants. The 60-40 father-son partnership of the Hollywood location was dissolved in 1991. That same year, Mardiros opened up the second Zanku chicken location, which was in Glendale. Okay, let me just get this deal clear. They owned the East Hollywood together, and the father said, you can open up other Zankus, but this one will be 100% mine at that point. Yes. I see. So they dissolved their father-son partnership uh, with the understanding that... It would still be Zanku, but he doesn't own that original location anymore, but he owns and operates... Whatever ones he opens up. Subsequent locations. Okay. Exactly. After the opening of the Glendale location, Mardiros opened up Zanku's in Van Nuys, Pasadena, and Anaheim. The money was rolling in. Jonathan Gold wrote a glowing review of Zanku in the LA Times. LA Weekly called it one of the best places to get chicken in LA. Zanku chicken was beloved by everyday people as well as food critics, and it still is today. Yes, everyone goes there. Everyone goes to Zanku. Yeah. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm the queen of starting a free trial offer and forgetting to cancel it, oftentimes being charged for months for something I'm not even using. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes, but let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. With Rocket Money, I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I can cancel it with a tap. I never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill, and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. It's definitely saved me money and now I can use that money to waste on things I do want. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. That's rocketmoney.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Though the new franchises were Mardiros' creation, they remained basically the same as the Hollywood location. Same food, same everything. Him and Rita were living a life of luxury in a big mansion in Glendale. His parents and his two sisters and their children also lived in Glendale. 
Though the family was enjoying their successes with fancy cars and expensive clothes, both Marderos and his mother continued to put in long hours making sure everything was running smoothly at their restaurants. Marguerite Iskandarian still prepared food at Zanku, including the signature garlic sauce, which was distributed to the other Zanku restaurants. This woman was getting up at the crack of dawn, going to the Zanku in Hollywood, and making garlic sauce all day. And for the other restaurants, too. For the other restaurants as well. Was that because she didn't share the recipe with her son? (laughs) Well, I, I think the family all knew about the recipe, right. but she made it. Okay. She's like... But that's nice of her. Yeah. To do it for all the other restaurants. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it was her, like, yeah. brainchild. Like, she... This was her, like, opus. Yeah. Her magnum opus was this garlic sauce. Mardiros's wife, Rita, continued to be a caregiver to her husband's grandmother, as she had done in Beirut. So this family is very close-knit. And so the grandma moved over too. The grandma yeah. came from Lebanon as well. In January 2000, Mardiros and Rita's 21-year-old son, Steve, was arrested for attempted murder. Steve had paid a stripper $150 to come to his motel room. She danced for him, but that was it. But Steve was like, what the fuck? I thought we were going to have sex. So Steve was born right after they moved to America. Yes. Yeah, Okay. Steve was pissed, and he demanded his money back. The woman left the motel with her bodyguard, a 38-year-old man named Curtis, and Steve followed them (gasps) in his car. He was so pissed he wanted his money back because this woman didn't fuck him. When he... this, So this led to a chase on the freeway. Damn. Like, that's how intense this is. They're in the valley. When Steve caught up to them, he fired several shots (gasps) at their car narrowly missing Curtis. It hit the seat. Like, it hit the back of his seat. Oh, my God. Yeah. Steve was arrested shortly after this high-speed chase on the freeway, and he avoided serious jail time because a mistrial was declared due to a mistake made by the prosecution. In 2001, Mardiris was diagnosed with cancer. It was in his bladder and was quickly spreading. His chances of survival were not looking good, even with treatment. He told his four sons that he wanted them to take over the business when he was gone. Following this diagnosis, Mardiris could sense that something was off with his mother. The relationship was strained. They had always been close, but now she was distant. Whether this could have been some kind of defense mechanism on her part in dealing with this awful news is unclear. There's also suggestions in newspaper articles that the business had been strained the business relationship had been strained for years because of arguing about the future of the company. Right. Mardiros wanted to expand Zanku across America as well as he said he wanted a location in Paris too. Okay. Um, there was also like, you know, like just like legal stuff going on right. with, with the name of Zanku. So it's it was really unclear to me like any specifics of how this rift formed between him and his mother. It could have been something small that just kept growing. Now, Marguerite Iskandarian is the owner the full owner of the Hollywood East Hollywood location of Zanku. Her husband, Vartkas, died in 1992, so she became the operator. Right. So they had to start dealing with each other Mother and son had to start dealing with each other on a more business level at that point, probably. Yes. Yeah. So 
And 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 Mardiros, like I said, he he had other ideas for the future of the restaurant. Right. She didn't really want to. She didn't want to expand it. She thought it was you know she just wanted to own and operate the Hollywood location. Now. Uh, not to defend him, but the father made the deal with him that you can do whatever you want, and I just own this East Hollywood uh, location, yes. right? But then maybe they still kind of wanted to maintain it locally or something. Yeah, I mean, there there had been disagreements about the way the business was run. It seemed like right. it's been brewing yeah. like for yeah. two decades at this point. Now, remember, at this point, Mar Diros's mom, Marguerite, lives with him and his wife. Yeah. They all live together. So there's this growing tension in their relationship, and they see each other every day. They have fights at work, and then they all come home at the end of the day and are in the same house. Uh, right. Yeah. Or they have fights about work. About work, yeah. Yeah. As Mar Diros continued to get sicker, his eldest son helped in taking care of some of the restaurant's day-to-day business. The cancer treatments may have caused a buildup of fluid in Mardiris's brain, and some relatives said that the cancer itself had spread there. Regardless, it seemed like he was deteriorating mentally as well. Yes. Due, due to being sick. One day, he went into his mother's bedroom and took a photo of him from when he was a kid back in Lebanon and set it on fire. <gasps> this caused their house to erupt in flames. Oh, my gosh. Mardiros and Rita had to live in a motel while repairs were being done to the house. So the house was saved. But it was damaged. But it started a fire. Yeah. Yeah, that caused damages. At that time, his mother, Marguerite, moved in with his sister, Zovig. So she moved in with her other child. Okay. His sister. Marguerite and Mardiros were not on speaking terms anymore. Mardiris' wife and children tended to their ailing father, who was now in constant pain and had lost a ton of weight. He was nearing death, but he remained unwilling to bury the hatchet with his mother as he felt that she had abandoned him. On January 14th, 2003, Mardiros got up and got ready to leave his house. He put on a white silk suit. It had been many years since he last wore it. He told his wife, Rita, that he was headed over to Zanku to meet one of his old friends. What Rita didn't know is that Mardiros had a 9mm handgun in his waistband and a 38 caliber revolver in his coat pocket. Rita was hesitant about letting her husband leave the house. He had been so ill, but he insisted that he felt much better, and he was just going to see a friend. But Mardiros didn't go to Zanku that day. Instead, he drove to his sister Zovig's house, where his mother was. He had asked her if they could have a family meeting earlier. When he arrived at Zovig's Glendale home that afternoon, it was just her and the housekeeper there. Their mother was still at Zanku preparing food, as she always did from early in the morning until the afternoon. Mardiros chatted with his sister in the kitchen while they waited for their mom to arrive. Marguerite Iskandarian arrived at the house around 2 p.m., still wearing her apron and carrying a box of food. The housekeeper went downstairs while the three family members sat in the kitchen for their family meeting. It wasn't five minutes later before Mardiros pulled out a gun and shot his sister in the (gasps) face. His mother screamed and got up to run. Mardiros shot her in the chest. She collapsed on the floor and he fired seven more bullets into her. 
As Mardiros walked into the living room, he caught the sight of his nephew, 23-year-old Hagop, who was coming up the stairs. Without saying anything to him, Mardiros sat on the couch and shot himself in the head. (gasps) Oh my gosh. So his nephew just witnessed like this horrific scene. He was downstairs, but he had been downstairs. So was he heading upstairs because he was scared? I guess he heard like a commotion happening upstairs and he was heading upstairs and the last thing he sees or the first thing he sees is his uncle shoot himself. (gasps) And then, of course, he goes into the kitchen and sees the horrific scene, his grandmother and his mother on the floor. Hagop called the police at 2.23 p.m. to report that his uncle had shot his mother and grandmother and then himself. A little later, Mardiris' son Steve returned home and his mother Rita was frantic. She told him there was a shooting. Steve raced over to his Aunt Zovig's house. When he arrived, it was swarming with police and reporters. The police informed Steve that his 56-year-old father, his 45-year-old aunt, and his 76-year-old grandmother were dead. Zanku employees were shocked and devastated by the news. Miriam, a cashier at the Van Nuys location, said Mardiros was the best boss she'd ever had. She knew Marguerite and Zovig as well. She told the Los Angeles Times, quote, They're a very good family. I like them. You work for someone for 10 years. He's like one of my family. Mardiros's friend Sharky, who he had known since he lived in Lebanon, said, quote, Anytime an Armenian organization needed a donation, he would be there for them. He was a very nice guy, always helping people. I was shocked he did something like this. And a friend of Marguerite said this of her, quote, Marguerite was the nicest lady I ever knew, and she was the hardest working lady. She would put in 12 to 14 hour days at the restaurant. Rita Iskandarian said her husband's actions were a complete mystery to her. In the years following the murders, Rita Iskandarian and her surviving in-laws, which were Mardiros' other sister named Hagen and the sons of his sister Zovig, they all underwent legal battles for ownership of the Zenku name. Yeah. So in the end, the judge awarded both parties ownership of the trademark, which no one was happy about because both sides wanted to win. Rita told the LA Times in 2010, quote, everyone is doing their business, but relations are bad. Rita didn't dissuade her sons from having a relationship with their cousins, however. Zovig's son, Vartkas, said, quote, I still love my Aunt Rita and my cousins, but what their father did was unbelievable, to kill your own mother and sister for a business. Following the murders, Zovig's sons and Zovig's sister became owner of the original Hollywood location. Eventually, they opened up a new branch in Montebello. Rita also opened up new branches as well, including in West L.A., Toluca Lake, and in Burbank. Now, the Zanku Chicken website, which is run by Rita, does not list the Hollywood or Montebello locations. Oh. Because those are not owned by her. Yeah. So it's interesting because while those locations are officially, those are Zanku Chickens. And it's the same everything. Recipes, menu, Font, yeah, like literally the same everything, but it's not technically, it's not part of the website. Yeah. Today, though, Zanku remains a beloved Los Angeles chain, and it's still talked about. 
like people still go there and love it. Of course. It's more popular than ever. Yeah. Um, I was watching, I, I like, I was like looking for like, like videos about Zanku chicken and I came across, it was featured on a show that I really like on Food Network called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Yeah. Have you ever seen that show? Uh, I don't think so. I think you'd love that show. Yeah. It's a really good show. It's basically like where Food Network personalities and like famous chefs, like there's a category for each different episode. So like, I don't know if this episode was like garlic or something, but it's like the best garlicky thing you ever ate. So Duff Goldman was on the show talking about the garlic sauce at Zanku Chicken. Yeah. And um, Duff Goldman, the ace of cakes. Yeah. And it's true. It's like he was saying how like it hits you in the face with garlic garlickiness. Yes. It's, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, the first time I had it, it was definitely like, what's this? <laughs> Cause I think you think it's so something it's like creamy and there must be butter and cream. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things that's so good. You can't believe there isn't all that stuff in it. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, that's the Zanku chicken story. I'm surprised more shit didn't go down with Steven. I know. Uh, you know, I like looked him up. I mean, I haven't heard, I, I, there hasn't been any news stories about him. I think this was something stupid he did when he was 21. Right. I, I did see um, Dikren is still working for Zanku. Yeah. Like, it seemed like I saw like a video clip of him on that show. He was featured on The Best Thing I Ever Ate. Right. Uh, so the family is still involved. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, so it's, it's just like depending which location you're at, it could be one of what, which side of the family owns that location. Exactly. But and it, all the original ones that we went to seem like they would be Rita's. No. Because when I lived in Hollywood. Oh, the East Hollywood one is owned by the other side. Yes. Owned by Marguerite. Oh, because that's the Marguerite side. Yes. Uh, and then she owns the Glendale one though. Rita Probably. owns the Glendale Rita, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that, that was the second location, right. the first expansion. Yeah. So, I mean, but now, like, I order from the Glendale one now. Yes. It tastes the same. It's the exact same chicken. It's kind of interesting. I've wondered what the spice is that they put on that chicken. It's good because it's not, um, it's very flavorful, but I wouldn't describe it as having a strong flavor. No, I know that, what you that mean. I can distinguish. It just tastes really good. Yeah, it's like they're they do some kind of rub. It's probably something really simple, like garlic and lemon. Yeah, but and like paprika. There's something else. There is something else. I used garlic and lemon, and there is a slightly yeah, but it's nothing that when I taste it, and I'm pretty good at tasting things where I'm like, oh, there's definitely cumin and coriander. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I right. can't pinpoint what it is. But I feel like a lot of it's also the technique, like spit roasting it like that, I think, where the oils just kind of, or fat drips down. This is why I got to get a lot of money because I want a rotisserie oven. Me too. I really want a rotisserie. I just feel like you get a specific flavor when you cook that way. Yeah. It's kind of self-based and stuff like that. I, I don't know. Plus you get like 360 roasting. Yes, because when you roast, because really when you roast a chicken at home, the underside is not all roasty, and that's why it's kind of hard to cook properly. Yeah. Oh uh, my god, we had a chicken fiasco here <laughs> recently. I can't even think about it. 
<laughs> There's nothing worse than something like that when you're starving. It's just like... This chicken would not cook. It was so weird. It would not cook. Bizarre. So I've always wondered what... Because I've always wanted to recreate that flavor on my roast chicken at home. Yes. It's a very red skin. There's definitely some herb rubbed on it. I just don't know what or it spice. is. Or spice. Yeah. I think there's a paprika happening. Well, a spice, yeah. I think a paprika is happening in definitely. there. Definitely. But you, there are... Yeah. But it's not too much. It's so good. Now I'm hungry. I'm like, my, my stomach's Should growling. we order it? Maybe. I mean, I'm really hungry right <laughs> Me now. Me too. <laughs> like, we don't have to even order more garlic sauce because I have a ton of it. <laughs> I have so much of it in the fridge. And that's the show. Great. I'm glad we finally got around to it. It's such an iconic uh, LA landmark restaurant that has such a sad story that I don't think a lot of people know. No. And I like I like hearing the history too of how it started and came over here. Like I love that it was named Zanku Chicken. Yeah. And <laughs> there and, too. And did you know Zanku is the name of a river in Armenia? I didn't know that. That's why it's called Zanku Chicken. That's cool. So, so that kind of paid tribute to their Armenian heritage. Yeah. Even though they were in Lebanon. Um, great. Well, we have to prepare for our uh, after show that is a Patreon exclusive. Right. I'm at sure the, we'll be... The, the $5 tier, you get access to our after show as well as some other, all of our other content we put out there. And I'm excited because I'm sure we'll be talking about some food. <laughs> we might be, we might be doing live ordering of food on the show. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what's going to, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Okay, cool. But okay. Looking forward to it. We'll see you on Friday. Bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.